0: Did you have your question ready?
1: We come back around to you. Uh, yeah, this is one I, I kind of cribbed some uh, questions from when we were actually interviewing you, Shad, because um, <laughs> I'm not a skilled like interviewer, especially with regards to this. But uh, uh, working in your career, you've been in. You said you've been you were, you've been in the business like 13 years. Uh, which did you prefer, like heel or face? Um, did you have a preference there? And uh, is there kind of challenges that go along with? with portraying either one
2: Uh, hands down i love being a heel um apparently i have a face that people want to punch um (laughs) it is it it was it's i felt i felt it was always easier to get heat um than it was to get people to like me um i i love being heel. like uh my first time which was a weird thing because i was always like you know a clean shaven baby face for like forever And then when I finally had a chance to be heel at that one company, we won't name anymore. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's advertisement. All right. They had, I had this idea. I was like, all right, I want want to give being a heel a try. And uh, I had the logic of like, I'll look at something in pop culture that pisses me off. That just makes me mad. The moment I see it. And I came to the conclusion of like emo kids,
0: Oh. So, I wondered if you were going to bring this up.
2: I have to because it was like there. So I grew my hair out long. I hated every second of it. I had this really long hair that would always fall into my eyes. So it work I'd have the emo hair flip that I constantly have to do. And then I started wearing eyeliner. Yep. 90% of the job was done for me. Just
0: that. alone. <laughs> And do you remember the name? Oh, uh, well, I still use the name of uh, Alex Angel. Yeah, but that's not the one I'm talking about.
2: Oh, uh, oh, God, though, the nickname that I said yeah, as yeah. a joke that stuck. Oh, my
0: God. Stuck for years.
2: Yeah, and it was just a, like a joke. Uh, and and was, what was it? The emo phenom, right? The emo phenom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the thing was, all right, Here, here's the reason why Like, they would, like, the other guys in the locker room, um, because I was a new guy, I guess, um, I felt you know I felt I was better than most of them, but they had the whole like, oh, you're a new guy, you're not good, so we'll try to rib you all the time. And they had some of the piss poor ribs I ever seen in my life. Like that one was like it was. I, I said that in uh, as a complete goof in a, a group chat, and then one of the guys kept running with it and like would call me Alexis Angel and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, you made a gay joke. You're crafty. <laughs> um, and he would like refer to me as that in promos and stuff. I'm like, man, you're. It sounds like you're giving me that name. It's not really insulting me. Yeah. And I let me go on a tangent about this because this is one rib that actually it didn't bot. It well, it bothered me, but it didn't. It wasn't directly at me, and it pissed me off. Okay. Uh, one of the guys uh, created a uh, Facebook account of me, of, of Alex Angel, and was messaging a fan, and was like, you know. Just, Feeling her for all this bull crap and stuff and uh made her think that I was interested in her. Oh wow. Yeah, she would come to shows and stuff and she'd give me gifts and I'd be confused. I was like, Oh, thank you so much, you know, that's, that's nice of you. Uh, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. And it would just keep going on out and, and like I would see the you know, the guy that did it, you know, snickering and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, you're and then finally told me I was like, Yeah, man, we pretend to be you and uh she you know I'm in love with you and like you know, she thought you were gonna run away with her. I was like, "So what you did was you broke a fan's heart, a paying fan." Yeah. Come to all these shows, no matter where we went. You embarrassed and and broke this fan's heart to rib me.
0: Yeah. Well done. I, I remember I remember seeing like the the fan being there stuff, but I didn't know about the other side of it.
2: Oh yeah, I, that that part pissed me off pretty. Uh, I I don't blame you. Yeah, so I was just like, "You're you're the ones that look like idiots in this, not me." I there's you know, and then they would um uh, there was another professional wrestler that was openly gay. Oh, uh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, and then like they um, uh, superimposed my head and a photo on his boyfriend's body, like when they're hugging and stuff, and they'd like put it in my bag and stuff. Like it's supposed to ruin my day. And I'm like, and it, the funny thing was they did a, like a really good Photoshop job. And I'm yeah.
0: like, I'm like, I don't remember hugging Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I just thought that that was a funny joke at the time because they did a really good job with Oh, it was phenomenal. Photoshop. Like, Photoshop. I was like, because
2: I had a thing. I was like, when did I ever hug Jimmy? <laughs> and I was like, I don't own any fishnet shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, CTE, maybe... <laughs> maybe maybe right <laughs> it's like i do take unprotected chair shots uh, but you know I, back to the the gimmick like so i um, basically dressed like an emo kid like skinny like black skinny jeans with like green pinstripes down them uh I, I was always against wearing a shirt while wrestling but i decided to wear a like really tight button-up shirt
3: mm-hmm.
2: they had like a little emo skull and just like like it looked like hot tomat Hot Topic vomited on me, basically. Right. And I, I try to make things I was like, hey, I, like, every, you know, I, I was trying to have, like, something that I'm known for. So I always would wear a red tie. And I would, like, as a heel, of course, i take it off and choke, you know, all that stuff. Right. And on it, it had the effect that I wanted, kind of, um, I even picked, like, I, I didn't even know the band at the time, it was a Bullet For My Valentine,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, song Tears Don't Fall. And when I heard it, I was like, that's the most emo trash garbage I've ever heard in my life.
0: Yeah. Yep. And it
2: worked. And it worked. It was great. The problem was when my when I debuted the character and stuff and I started getting it over, I'd act unhinged and stuff, and I'd be like pulling out my hair and stuff, and my eyeliner would be running down my face and stuff. The adverse effect that I noticed it had, it, the second my music would hit and I would walk out, every guy in the audience hated my guts. hmm Every girl in the audience. Liked my guts, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like uh, I would come out and you know I'd walk out and just like look, look miserable at everyone, and then like it was like a Jonas Brother up here. There's this guttural female pop,
0: and then <laughs> it, it followed by a very loud based booze. Wow, yeah, that's that's. I re- now that you mention it, I do remember that that was the same time that I was wearing a Tap Out shirt because I was trying to evoke that. That douche nozzle that always <laughs> talked about all of his, all the the MMA stuff and how good he would be at it, but you knew that he he didn't know what he was doing, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I was doing okay. Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I keep wanting to jump in and, and just just ping pong with you, but I don't I don't want to hedge the guys out. So, Brad, um, <laughs> why don't you? Do you have a, another question?
3: I, I was oh. kind of interested. That's a very um, it's a very unique reaction you got because um, getting the women to cheer you, but the guys to boo you. That's um, I didn't try
2: to get the women to, to cheer me. It's just I I don't know. This at that time it was a popular thing. Uh, I mean, it was all complete. You know, teeny bopper girls that were into that crap at the time. Oh, funny thing, jump cut. Five, you know, years later. I'm yep. out the band. Bullet from my Valentine. I still use that as theme music. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> it's it's because, it is so weird now. You like you know you hear like the beginning, beginning riffs of that, and then tears don't fall. playing, and you see this like grizzled
0: beard, angry looking old dude walk out. <laughs> it's good entrance music, though. It's got a nice setup. It's got only a real short intro, yeah. and then the main song hits, and it just, it works. Yeah. It's a good entrance song. Yeah. It's better than what I, it, whenever I was doing my Hill Preacher thing, I used, um, oh, now I'm going to blank on it. it. It was a Holzier song. It was, um, it was not Take Me to Church. It was, uh. It was the. It was basically the one about the kid who was a pyromaniac, and it was, which I thought was great, but it just didn't work. It was. It was not a good choice. I thought it was a good choice, but whatever. Anyway, sorry about that, Brad. Please go on. You're
3: you're fine. Um, Is there a moment you could remember, like where you actually it kind of all fell together for you as far as like getting reactions from the crowd?
2: Uh, right around that time, like it became really easy, like. like everyone hated it, <laughs> and like it caused me to change my life because like I like I'd have to show up to the show, and in my mind, you know, in my mind, I was like, all right, I have to live this gimmick, you know, from the moment people see me to the moment I leave. So it, it required me to buy a lot of clothing that I wouldn't normally wear, <laughs> and like I had to learn how to put eyeliner on. Weird <laughs> But I was like, no. It, I learned how to do it, and I was like, no, this looks too good. I have to look like an idiot that doesn't doesn't know what the hell they're doing. I have to look like I've been crying. So I, I like after I learned how to do it, I was like, That's, that actually looks good. I can't do that. So then
0: I would just wear it on my face and stuff. Isn't that and, when
2: you start doing it with your left hand
0: instead, like so it oh, yeah, looks good? I
2: would literally use my non dominant hand and just f my face up real bad with it. <laughs> And then, like, people would just get me, look, he's already crying. I'm like, yes, insult me. That's what I'm like. Forgive me
3: or hate.
2: You know? <laughs>
3: <So> <laughs> you made a comment earlier, too. Uh, you talked about guys taking their character way too seriously and how that makes you zone out. Is that kind of like a pet peeve of yours?
2: Not so much now. Um, back then when I knew, I thought I knew what the hell I was talking about, it would bother me. I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt now because, like, it's the younger guys. They... There, there's types you see in professional wrestling. <laughs> everyone goes to the certain like certain stages and stuff. Yeah, that'll uh, preach. That'll preach. Yeah, you know, everyone goes through certain stages. Like um, I've I've been through them too. You know, I'm not I'm not saying I'm innocent of this, but uh, there's times like you know people when they first start and you know they take to it. Re- you know, to everything really good. You know, their bumps are crisp. Everything they do in the ring looks good, but they don't know how the hell to put it together. But they don't know. They don't know how to put it together. So they start thinking they're hot, you know, hot shit on you know silver platter when they're really not. Mm-hmm. And you develop an ego, and then you travel out of the area where you're the big fish in the small pond, out to the other places where there's sharks that will eat your ass. And yep. then you get humbled, and then yeah. you realize, oh, I need to get better and actually learn what I'm doing. So it just, I, I see, you know, I see that in like certain you know people and so like And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I feel. Well, it's a good thing for everyone to go through everyone has to get humble because you don't know how good you are until you go out there and you just get freaking schooled by somebody and you're like oh i don't even i shouldn't even be wearing boots right now so i think it's mm. really really important but it, it, at the time it was a pet peeve um right now that the, really the only thing it, it, it i guess still part of that vein is like i people not wanting to tap out to stuff yeah that, that's still a little bit of a pet peeve, but, I mean, hey, you know, everyone's out there to try to protect themselves and, you know, protect their own brand. So I I, I get it, but I'm like, it's it's not real. You know, it doesn't, you know, it, it won't hurt you. <laughs> there's um, no there's no weak
0: I was going to say, that's something that um, Bart Batten said to me once. He says, I think people forget that this is all just a freaking work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Like,
2: um, okay. Drew Rogers. Uh, oh, there was like a brief spent, uh, you know, stint of time where like I, I traded OVW until I, you know, again, one of my, you know, rattled with injuries. I tore my ACL and I'd be mm. I like, I don't know, four months, four months. It was me and another individual, um, Nate. We would drive down there. We would leave Eastern Kentucky
0: mm. at
2: 5 a.m., drive nonstop to Louisville, get there. Oh, God, like, maybe nine or 10 they've already started training so no one liked us <laughs> at all yeah. because we got to get skip the beginning class and go straight to the advanced class and stuff and no one liked us we would get there and just get just demolished for like hours and then be like all right thanks guys thanks for beating the shit out of us and then we you know hop in the car and drive to like lawrenceburg that night try to sneak in some sleep before the show work the show find a place to crash that night and then Sunday morning do the exact same thing. And then like at five o'clock in the day, when we were done, we would drive all the way back to Eastern Kentucky. And that went on for like months. Mm -hmm. And then one day it's like, you know, I took a weird step in the ring. I was like, well, that feels weird. Oh, well, I'll just ignore it until it goes away. Uh, get in the car, drive however many hours it is from Louisville back to Eastern Kentucky. Um, try to get out of my car and I couldn't unbend my knee. I was like, well, that's that's troublesome. And again, I, I just forced my leg straight, heard another pop. And I was like, that's probably not good, but I'll ignore it until it goes away. And you know, a couple days later, I was like, this kind of hurts really bad. I can't stand to walk. And then I finally got checked out, and I had a torn ACL. Mm. I
0: was
2: like, well, uh, that's probably it for wrestling for uh, old Alex. And then because I'm stupid, I didn't get surgery. <laughs> I was young. I was young and immortal at the time. I thought I could just rehab this, so I rehabbed it, and you know, I I took I think maybe six months rehabbed it, which is not enough time at all.
0: Excuse
2: (laughs) me. So, and I went back, and you know, at that time I was like, uh, I got in the best shape of my life at that time, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and came back, and I was like, well, my knee feels really, really good, and you know, within minutes of working my knee starts hurting i'm like well that's that's probably going to haunt me for a while now and i've never really got it fixed so i'm just you know waiting for that one waiting for that to you know <laughs> come back to haunt me but instead it was my shoulder and bicep they gave out <laughs>
0: yeah when was there a particular thing that caused your shoulder to give out
2: uh well it was a weekend i had three shows in two days okay and uh i'm, I'm pretty sure it happened sometime during the first day when there was two shows yeah we went to uh, IWA Mid-South, um, went there, and then immediately drove back to Kentucky and had, like, a show as an outside show. So, of course, that was miserable. Yeah. There was not one moment where I was like, oh, that's not good. Okay. I woke up the next morning, and I slept on my friend's couch. And I, I blame the couch, really. The couch kept me. <laughs> there wasn't good lumbar support. It just, you know, it was a bad time altogether. Right. And I- up the next day and i couldn't raise my arm out laterally i'm like well that's that's weird that's like oh i must have slept on it i would just come up with all these stupid excuses of why i'd be hurting so I'm like oh it's just, it's just stiff i should go to the gym <laughs> so, and this was like the day of the show. i was going to have a six-man a tag match that you know there's a, you know it was going to be a spot fest it was like a it was me uh jesse lundis and uh, Casey Reeves against uh, Myron Reed, who is blowing the F up in the Independence right now. Tyler Matrix and another gentleman by the name of uh, Calypso. Okay. And those dudes are really good. So I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm really going to have to push myself with this match. So I'm like, you know, I was like, oh, I can't be hurt. Ha, ha, ha. So my dumbass goes to the gym. And I do like 30 sets of lateral raises trying to mm. get my to be unstiff and i'm like hey uh instead of my shoulder hurting now it's the entire right side of my body sweet so we go through this match. <laughs> i'm basically wrestling with one arm yeah uh a spot in the match comes along where i have to take a reverse rana from myron but uh, i've never taken a reverse rana he goes hey man can you do it i'm like i can sure as hell try and I, it, it goes off without a hitch. I land on top of my head, as one does. <laughs> God. And okay. I, it didn't hurt. It's, I, I, was, I remember thinking, I was like, man, I want this bump to look really good. I don't want to make Byron look bad. So I just he hops up on my shoulders, flips back. I jump as high as I can, land on my dome, flip back. There's this sickening scream of people in the audience. I'm like, oh, that must have looked good. And then... You know, I'm selling, and I'm like, "All right, I need to make it to my corner now." And I try to crawl, and my right arm's like, "Nah, play, you're done." Wow. And I'm like, "Nope, nope, nope." So I'm like crawling best I can with you know one arm, and We're going to make the tag and everything. We finish the match. And I'm like, "Oh, I must have just landed weird on it." I'm again making excuses for it. Uh-huh. Uh, this was in May of last year, I want to say. And um, no, I'm sorry, August. It was in August of last year, and I ignored it until October. <laughs> Uh, I was wrestling in Pikeville, Kentucky. I uh, had a match with Brandon Taggart, and uh, there was a point in the match where I had to pick him up for the GTS. I pick mm-hmm. him, this big bastard, up on my shoulders, and best I can, push him over my head, and you know, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that felt really bad. I'm like, ah, I'll be fine, because that next day, uh, me and my wife were going to uh, the beach, so we had to drive for forever to go to the beach. I'm like, You know, I'll be fine. Get to the big drive for like 30 hours. Get there. (laughs) Um, No sleep. Just running on pure, just self-anguish and caffeine. Yeah. Get to the beach and everything. I was like, all right, I want to get in the water. I, you know, get in the beach, try to swim, you know, try a breaststroke. Right arm just drops. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) maybe I need to get this fixed. Yeah. Did the whole MRIs and everything. Yeah. arthrogram which sucks by the way yeah um found out that i had a torn labrum torn rotator cuff torn uh interior deltoid tendon and a torn bicep tendon wow so i ignored that for three months <laughs> just coming up with excuses like why you know i couldn't do it. I was like oh i'm just tired from working out it's fine i'm just stressed so and then i uh, i put off surgery thinking i could rehab it and it'll be fine and I put it until February this following this year. Yeah, <laughs> finally get it done. Um, the doctor goes in, he does the surgery, and like they they took the pictures of everything how it looked before and after. Yeah, my labrum looked like a smoker's lung. <laughs> wow. And he was he he said he goes I didn't really realize as bad as it was until I got in and looked at it and they cleaned out all the scar tissue all this stuff it just like the before image there was just stuff floating in there. And he's like, oh, it looks like you've tore it multiple times and you just kind of healed over until it finally gave out. I'm like, oh, cool, because that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, got to spend uh, 12 weeks in the sling, uh, completely after atrophied my right arm until it looked like an 11-year-old's arm on my body. And then when I finally got released to work out, I put myself through the most strict diet and training program I have ever been a part of. And right now, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life and everything hurts (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. so i had um i was gonna share with you i had a the um i had a much lesser version of what you had because i just dislocated my shoulder and tore my labrum but it was do you remember the birthday party show you and i did oh yeah yeah Do you remember how i tore my shoulder out of socket during that match (laughs)
2: was it the you held on to the ropes when i try to whip you or was it when the i think you did a triangle or i had something along those two lines
0: you you went to whip me off and i was trying to catch myself and you have to catch it with both arms if you're going to hang on to the top and i missed it with my right
2: uh-huh.
0: yeah so um on top of you and i having you the best matches i've had were with you and probably john noble um then I've, the most hurt I've gotten in the ring was also with you, and it wasn't even your fault. <laughs> <That's> okay. <funny. laughs> uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over, Matt. Um, was uh, another question that you'd want to throw out there? Uh,
1: okay. Um, so Shad's been in the business. You've been in the business. Neither Brad or I have. But uh, what do people who are just fans? Um, what do they? What are fans, or just generally people who who aren't knowledgeable about the actual working side of the business, um, what do they kind of take for granted
3: about being oh, damn actually Matt, in the business? you still like questions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's all right. This is kind of a hard question because not so much take for granted. There's certain things that fans do that I, I would rather they didn't do. But I understand. Like, you buy your ticket, you can do whatever the hell you want to. But when people try to sabotage a show or take over a show with like, like you know, what we we'll, we'll called hill marks, I'm like, enjoy whoever the hell you want, cheer for whoever you want to, or anything like that. But let us do our thing. You may have the mindset of like, oh, you know, I'm I'm cheering for him. He he likes the cheers. You're just really making our job a little bit harder. <laughs> But uh, I also see it's like one of those weird double-edged swords because I also feel like, hey, you bought your ticket. Go in there and have a blast. Do what the hell you want. Say what you want. It's just one of those things I'm like, hey, it'd be a little bit better if you didn't. cheer when I'm trying to, you know, make this old lady mad at me. Uh, One thing that people take for granted is just the physicality. I don't don't think anybody really takes it for granted. I, I... the whole it's fake thing, that's one of those things that really never... Uh, you never get used to people saying it. Like it was, I've, I've, ad- I've adapted to where I'm like, oh, you think it's fake? Go to one day of legit wrestling training and then get back to me. Like, Don't keep your chin tucked one time and bounce your dome piece off the mat and then vomit from an instant concussion.
0: Uh-huh. Then to me.
2: But... I guess just the, the amount of just travel and what we go through. You know, it's not always Shakespeare out there. But the people out there are trying. They are putting their bodies on the line. They are, you know, it, it just might be an off night. Sometimes you, two great wrestlers can get together and they just don't click. That crap happens. So it just understand that they are trying it's just it's not always Shakespeare
0: that's yeah that you those are all really good points <clears throat> okay um, Brad do you need a second to pick another question
3: uh, well we've talked a lot about guys he liked that were kind of from the past are there any current like active wrestlers that you really enjoy and maybe oh. get the old uh, notebook out for while you're watching.
2: Oh, God, Jay White. Uh, I really love his stuff. Um, uh, just anybody from the Elite. If that's that's the hot thing right now. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to go a little more... I'm trying to think who PW, PWG has left now. It seems like everyone's been robbed. <laughs>
3: While well, you're thinking, has uh, Shad told you about his newest uh, wrestling obsession?
2: Oh, no, he has not. Oh,
0: God, which one?
3: Uh, Walter. <laughs> oh, flippin' Walter. God. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that's,
1: that's Walter in all caps. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Really I said good. that wrong. Walter. I have
0: to, I have to say that correctly. I have to say it correctly. Walter. I was. This is so nerdy. I was sitting in my office helping people do their taxes the other day, and <laughs> I was playing Walter's entrance music on a loop because it made me happy to do that while I'm punching people's taxes in. Can't punch their places. <laughs> Well, no, no, they're perfectly nice people, but it just—it's just one of those songs that just sounds. It's—it's either this is where Walter walks out into into the arena, or this is when the fleet of starships drops out of hyperspace, and starts bombarding everything. That's what that music says to me. I'm such a nerd.
2: <laughs> uh, no, li- listen. If, I would be heavily embarrassed if anyone actually looked at my iPod music list of what I listen to when I work out. It is... One would say excessively filled with theme music from wrestling and 80s cartoons.
0: Yeah, I, I would put that out there. Okay, so does that mean that you have... The Harlem Heat theme on there. Yes, I do. Okay.
3: You know, the Harlem stock- Heat theme uh, appeared on an episode of Kids in the Hall back in the day.
2: I think it's one of those musics. It was like, you know, uh, non, it wasn't copywritten. Yeah, or, it was. Uh, it, it was like stock music. Because like, the Hardys theme, I, I remember like it, a lot of sporting events before they were like real huge. I, was, I remember hearing it and then like in commercials and stuff that has nothing to do with wrestling with Hardys
0: and that music. You would play you hear that and you kind of start bobbing your head and holding your hand up over your head a little bit um okay well goldberg's was the same way because they were on the history channel
2: yeah
0: okay here's my hail mary then and i hope this is not on your ipod (laughs) please tell me the american males theme song is not on your ipod it is not but i do have a funny story okay me and brandon taggart we
2: There was a period of time where we would try to work um, American males into any promo that we did. And damn it to hell, he beat me to it. Oh, man. It makes me so sad that I missed this. It was so great. He's like, I can't remember the setup, but like uh, yada yada, you know, I I don't figure him because I am a red-blooded American male. And he did the clap. And everyone, me mostly in the back, just, uh, just <laughs> stumbled. I'm like, the son of a bitch did it. He did it. He did a good job with it. Even through the clapping and everything, I'm like, this is the greatest night of our industry. <laughs> <laughs> I had Tony Schiavone him a bit. Uh, let's see. Here. I, I think the most embarrassing thing that's on,
0: let's see here. Let's do a deep dive. He's really gonna admit this? Wow. Okay. I, I don't care. I, I wear black man
2: panties in front of fans. I don't. That's I, also I, true. I wear tights. Once you make that jump, nothing can hurt you ever again.
0: Okay. All right. Well, was, fair enough.
3: I was looking at the PWG roster for you. Um, Jeff Cobb is well, uh, the champion I, right now.
2: I did remember that. Uh, I am a massive fan of Pete Dunne. He, oh yeah, he is so good. Um, Tyler Bate as well, uh, phenomenal. Tyler, uh,
3: Tyler Bate doesn't get enough credit for how great he is.
2: For as young as he is, he just what just now turned twenty-one, I think.
3: Yeah, something ridiculous like that. It's like, like even in Chikara, Mustache Mountain was really good.
2: Yeah, ah, oh, Chikara, the good old days. Oh, okay, um, Warren versus Colony.
3: Are you I'm are guessing. you a are you a Chuck E. T. fan? A best friends fan? Of course,
2: of course. I love. I'm so happy that they're going to be with All
0: Elite. I, I want to, while, while you're looking through your iPod, I do have another question I want to uh, ask you. Is there anything in in your past that you wanted to do that you let someone talk you out of and you wish that you had done it?
2: Wasn't so much of uh, uh, anyone else talking me out of it. It was uh, me being silly with self doubt. Okay. So that that's I I am my own worst enemy. Okay. My biggest critic. And I, it's just certain situations I, I've talked myself out. Of like, hey man, eh, you shouldn't go to you know Pittsburgh. Blah blah blah. You know maybe you shouldn't go to this trial. You know you you're getting kind of old. You know you don't have the you know the look that people are looking for. And it's just stupid crap like that. You know self deprecating you know actions
0: sure I, I i had that uh, i'll have that thought every now and then of, of stuff that i watch now and gone man i wish i you know because there was a time where after bj brought me in and i retired him i'd considered you know would i be able to to use like a as a as a nod to the guy that brought me in would i be able to use like a a top rope splash of some sort. And I let people get in my ear. Oh, you're too big to be doing that. Don't be doing that. And I let people get in my ear about it. And meanwhile, I kind of wish I hadn't. Meanwhile, you have guys like,
2: you know, um, oh God, like a PCO. Yeah, exactly. Why? 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 Again,
0: why? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, we, we've had that conversation. That's a really good question. <laughs>
2: Like that when I saw that and I, and I reposted it on Twitter, that 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 was the first thing that came out of my mind. I'm like, Jesus God, why the F?
3: The you know? the Swanton onto the ring apron,
2: yeah. God, and that's mild to the stupid shit that guy does.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen them, him and L.A. Park had some matches in MLW that God. are insanely entertaining, and he does that spot on one of them. He
2: does it all the time. I'm like, and the dude's what? He's fifty.
3: It's like 50, 51. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I needed to put ice on my back after watching that. I was 36. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that's what you need to do now is just be like, if PCO can do it, I can do it.
2: A famous last oh, oh, dude.
3: Don't
0: like, do that to him. Like,
2: I, I, I took a superplex in the chairs last week. <laughs>
0: I yeah. remember, I remember talking you out of wanting to do a superplex in one of our matches. I was just like, "Dude, let's not do that." It's, it's
2: fine. This is fine.
0: Eh, <laughs> let's let's not. But okay, Matt. Um,
1: is there? What, did you have something you wanted to ask? Uh, I had to run down what hasn't has been asked yet, so I'll I'll pass. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> um.
0: Brad, do you have do you have anything else that you wanted? To, well, well, I think it's a like, God. Do I have a question I want to throw in? Do you have you have one on tap?
3: No, I, the problem right too is I'm just kind of listening, and I forget what I was going to ask.
2: <laughs> okay, answer. Okay. I think the most embarrassing theme I do have on my iPod right now
1: is Bailey's theme music.
3: That's not that Bailey's bad. theme
1: music is awesome. <laughs> I think that that's a fine one to have on there. Yeah. <laughs> I love
3: I
2: also that it was my alarm for a while because it's just something about that that makes me wake up and not want to kill everything inside.
0: That's what I use coffee for, but I understand where you're coming from.
2: Well, I, have, I needed that. I needed that pick me up before I go get coffee.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's true. That's
2: true. But sadly, it's getting to the point now where I think I'm immune to it. Like, uh, have any of you uh, uh, tiptoed down the dark road of energy drinks? Uh, a drink called Bang. no No, I don't
3: think I've ever heard of it
2: is that that DDP's new product gather around kids Uncle Alex has a story (laughs) Um, like um oh god there's a couple uh, a couple shows ago Uh, I'm uh, notorious for not being able to fall asleep at all Mm -hmm. might have something to do with the freakish amount of caffeine I consume on a daily basis Um, so I'm, I'm immune to like it takes a whole lot of pre-workout and stuff like that to get me going. Uh, this before a show. I, I, I think I may have got like six, four hours sleep and uh, Taggart actually, no, I'm sorry, ATM. Uh, they were both gathered, and they're like, here man, try this energy drink. It's called bang. I'm like, well, certainly I drink monster energy drinks all the time. And I, I drink half of it. And then I look at the can and there's 300 freaking milligrams of caffeine in this. Whoa! I I started doing the math, and I'm like, "Wait! I already had six cups of coffee at roughly 90 milligrams a pop." And I started doing the math. I'm like, "Oh, sweet! I just consumed 1,100 grams of caffeine today." Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Did you start twitching or anything at that point? It has. It also has like BCAAs and like pre-workout mixed in with it. So I just start tweaking. I'm like. All right, here we go. Let's rock and roll. And I was like shaky and burning. I looked like a meth addict. It was fun times. So yeah. I recommend it because they taste amazing. <laughs> <good. laughs>
3: wow. That's a lot.
2: So, I, so that's, that's the levels I have to stick to now.
3: <laughs> I know. Um, do you remember? I think it's still out. You remember Five Hour Energy?
2: Oh, that's nothing, now, man. <laughs> yeah, those I've I, done those. I, I yeah. miss old five area Energy where they had like all the illegal ephedra and stuff in it. When like you feel like a fucking superhero.
3: Actually, the, <laughs> the best thing ever when I worked third shift, they used to sell caffeine gum. That was a Godsend <laughs> when you were working third shift.
2: Wow, jacket wow. like original yellow jackets and stacker threes, where it would just amp you up bad. Oh yeah,
3: oh <laughs> um, twitch. I was gonna say. The five hour energy though I couldn't do that because I would just fall asleep after I drank it.
1: That actually happened to me. I would do those and like for the five hours you're fine, and then there'd be a crash, and I would just be like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "I'm super tired right now."
2: Because most of them have so much sugar in it, and you're you just like bonk so badly from it, like your insulin levels. Like, well, I want to shoot through the roof, and you're going into a common mofo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> have you? Uh, have any of you guys heard of Death Wish Coffee?
0: I yeah. have. So, Yes, I have the. Uh, oh God, I'm trying to remember. It's um. It's got the it's, Jolly Roger on the front of it. it,
2: it yeah, it, like uh, right the... five hundred milligrams is which is supposed to be the lethal dose of for one drink of
1: coffee. Oh really? Yeah. I I, they they sell it uh, <laughs> at my local grocery store, and I, I drink it kind of frequently.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's supposed to be like a 472-milligram jolt of caffeine in one cup. And honest, I don't feel it does much of anything for me, so I don't know if that— What's in my world? I don't know if it's a scary thing about my tolerance, but—
0: Matt, I think you just go all the way around the bend and come back at that point. Maybe.
1: You know, like, caffeine doesn't—I don't think that caffeine affects me like that. I I, I don't really do anymore, but I used to drink, like, a cup of coffee— At night, because it like in the winter months, because it'd be cold, and then I would like go to sleep. Like,
2: Hmm. I switched to cold brew coffee because it's supposed to be stronger and it's easier on your stomach. Because if you hot brew coffee, it releases a lot of acids and stuff, and that's what hits your stomach up, makes you have to go to the bathroom a whole lot. So I switched to cold brew. Doesn't mess with your
3: stomach, but you will never sleep again.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha.
3: I do have a question. It's not wrestling related. Oh, that's fine. Okay, uh, you mentioned some comic book characters. Uh, who's your favorite comic book character?
2: Oh, I bet, I bet Shay can answer this one.
0: Oh, man.
3: Oh, God. Well,
0: (laughs) hang on. Hey, wait. It can't be as easy as Batman. It, a freaking course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm going to talk myself out of this. No, it's it's straight up, a OG, man.
2: Um, I have the same pair of Batman socks that I wore in my first match that I still wear.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: And that's that's my only superstitious thing that I really do. Do you wear those for every match? I try to. If they're they're not dirty, I, I've successfully done it for pretty much twelve years, and they're I, and I take care of them. There's no holes in them. They're they are thin though. They are like they look like they're made of tissue paper. They're so thin, yeah. but not, they're they're still holding strong.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, my My superstition was wearing knee and elbow pads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, why protect them? <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay, then is so agree or disagree? Mark Hamill, best Joker of all time.
2: I agree. All right, good. Good man. Anytime I read a Batman comic book, it's either Kevin Conroy or Clint Eastwood that I hear the voice of Batman in my head. Okay, and it's Mark Hamill. It's always Mark Hamill as a joker. Yeah. That's what I hear in, in my brain.
0: That's, that's, I I will, I'll, I'll put it that that's, that's correct. Yes. You know, <laughs>
3: the problem for me is my first real exposure to Batman was the Adam West show. So he's kind of retained that Adam West voice in my head a little bit, <laughs> which isn't a bad Batman voice, but that was kind of he, my first exposure that, and, um, super friends. But I think he was doing the voice yeah. then too.
2: It, uh, for a lot of them, but then it was. Uh, oh God, I actually knew the the voice actor's name for a long time. Damn it, CTE. I'll just jog it up for that.
0: Okay. Well, at least it wasn't Casey Kasem. Oh, because <laughs> just- Casey Kasem did Robin oh. on the Super Friends. So I think they it's... got
3: Burt Ward to do him a couple times, though.
0: Did they? I just I enjoy going back to it because in my head it plays out. And it's like look, Batman, it's a letter from the Riddler. He
2: writes.
0: (laughs) That's how it plays out in my head anyway. Okay. Um, Matt, you back with us? Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Okay. Fire any question out there. I I left tangents.
1: (laughs) Step up to the plate, my man. Oh, me? Yeah, go for it. Okay, sorry. Uh, This is a not not serious question, but it's actually very serious. Uh, Who had the better mullet? Ricky Morton or Bobby Eaton. Oh gosh, dude, you're going for the throat. And you guys are from Kentucky where <laughs> not I'm pretty sure football. I'm pretty
3: sure I'm pretty sure Alex will be hunted down and killed if he says anything against Ricky Morton in Kentucky.
2: Yeah. Even though he's not allowed to be here. Oh, he's not. <laughs> Well the, I think the the rumor was he had so much um, alimony they had to pay back he wasn't he couldn't get a license in Kentucky.
3: Was it it was it child, support?
2: <laughs> I like it uh, was child support. support? I think it was child yeah. support. It was there probably, was how true it is. That's the you know, the rumor around playground and stuff. It's probably been you know it's probably become become the game of telephone where one person said to another person is a bunch of bullshit. So who think, knows? It's what he's like.
3: I think what happened, um, if I'm remembering it right is when he, he, like, he was paying an amount based on what he was making in WCW. Yeah. And then um, he didn't want the courts to alter it, and then he fell behind because obviously he was making a lot of money in WCW. And then he wasn't, so I think that's how he got in trouble. And I can see...
2: Isn't, like, Flair having to pay, like, stupid amounts of alimony? How does he still have money?
0: He doesn't. Oh, okay. That's, I mean... I hate to say it, but that that was a story from from years ago. He, I think, he had like the original NWA title and and got a loan from high spots by giving it to them as collateral. Oh, and then and then welched on
3: it. Yeah, he he was so. ripping companies off for like forty or fifty G's at a time.
0: Yeah, yeah Of course. So it, there was a a D'Lo Brown interview. There's a forgotten gem, in my opinion, but he said um, that if if I'd had one year like Flair had, I'd never have to work again. And he's broke, so
2: multiple wives and probably uh, it makes you wonder, like if if they actually he lived the lifestyle of the gimmick. He he totally
0: did. did. I mean, I totally I mean
2: after, after, after even like when like in his later years when he's like an evolution and stuff like that. Oh he yeah, up him. Oh yeah, he totally like, did. Like the running joke with me and like you know ATM and BC is like Rick Flair died in like the early eighties. He's just a cocaine <laughs> fueled mummy.
3: I think he falls into the. Have you ever he, have you ever listened to Jim Cornette talk about the Freebirds <laughs> and about how. Most wrestlers just turn their personality up to go in the ring, and the Freebirds actually had to like tone it down a bit. <laughs> they oh, just just a side tangent, but um, they were in All Japan once, and this is like the early '80s, and they did the funniest thing I ever I ever saw. Like these women would present the wrestlers with flowers, and so they give the Freebirds flowers, and they touch them for literally like two seconds. and They just chuck them out of the ring. <laughs> Just over the shoulder. Like, yeah, eh. they're just like yeah.
0: Eh. <clears throat> oh god. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, but all right. Answered your question. I had, I had to mull over this one. I'm gonna have to go uh, for my own personal safety, but because he's still rocking that motherfucker is Ricky Morton. Oh okay. He's it's, it, when you have that dedication. I mean, even Shawn Michaels cut his hair. Ricky That's Morton true. has the mullet. That's true. And he has way worse of a hairline than Sean. Sean's <laughs> like, all right, maybe you know, maybe it's time I can't you know, am in my fifties, I can't be the boy toy anymore.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna ask you about a specific event because I have I have kind of recollections of it, but I was not directly involved. <clears throat> I can't remember the year, but it was in Martin, Kentucky. And you were the one that went to go out and work with Al Snow on the show. Yes, yes, yes. yes. How would you describe that experience? Um, because of
2: the booking, a clusterfuck. Um, um, at the time, they, uh, I, I, I'm not going to name who was supposed to do this, but the promoter and the booker, uh, didn't go to Al to tell him I was supposed to, quote-unquote, go over. And so I'm like, he, he lays out the match. I mean, he's he's freaking out snow. So, of course, I'm like, I didn't give a shit who won. You know, it, I didn't care. I was just happy to be in the ring with him. Uh-huh. Uh, so he came up with his normal finish he would do, like, at Indies and stuff. So I was like, all right, so cool. It sounds great. So we went out there, and we uh, had a match and everything, and he goes over. He gets it back, and then, like, um... The promoter it was like, why, "Why did you? Why did he go over? You're supposed to go over." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know." He goes, well, are you supposed to tell him." I'm like, "I'm not gonna fucking tell Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. Why would yeah. that be your job?"
3: Yeah. I mean, it's just the, it's
0: just the, the
2: way it's the run, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I had some. It wasn't with anybody as big as Al Snow, but I had something. I had someone change the finish on me, which pissed. It was Joey Palumbo changed the finish on me once. Shocker. Yeah, what's that?
2: Uh, shocker. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. And he was he was trying to get regular bookings out of it and it turned out it just made it made everyone but me look like an idiot. Because the the finish ended up being he had his cobra clutch on and I didn't tap out and I was still fighting it and I went for the I got the ropes, he wouldn't let go, so the ref counted him out. Yeah. So I'm left standing in the ring going, What the hell just happened? And I had someone come to me like, what was that? And I was like, So what he told me what the finish was. And he's like, he was supposed to put you over clean. I said, gee, that didn't happen. And then that next, that next, uh, the next time he showed up, I remember you and I are sitting back there and he starts trying to grill me and you looked him in the eye and he said, no, he doesn't do any of that. Cause he doesn't suck. And I appreciated that because if you hadn't said that, I was going to go to jail for assault that night. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was going to happen.
2: I, there's many times where uh, I probably should have spoke up a hell of a lot more about some of the stupid shit they, they would do. Um, I remember, like, because the, the entire rift with me and that company came from um, an event I think didn't really happen. Uh, okay. They, uh, the couple uh, that was in charge mm-hmm. uh, said they saw me out in the grocery store somewhere, and I, apparently they tried to talk to me, and I ignored them. I don't ever recall this happening. So I'm like, hey, whatever you know, whatever makes you feel better, whatever paints you as the victim in the situation. Uh, But the way the rift happened is like, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm gonna start traveling outside the area. You know, I I think my character and like, because at the time they they had like their secondary title on me, and. It was in one of those places where, like, it's a good old, good old boy system. There's no way, even though I felt I was better and I was putting on consistently better matches and being more entertaining than what, who the world champion was at the time, or quote-unquote mm-hmm. world champion was. Yeah. Um, uh, the bell was never going to come off of him. Right, right. <laughs> so I was like, well, I've done everything I can do here. Uh, you're never going to get better until you actually go out to other places, you know big fish out of the small pond, you know? Mm-hmm. And I knew that I, I knew I was never going to get better. If I just stayed there and just had the same three matches, with the same three people. Right. So I told him, I was like, Hey, um, next show I'm going to drop the belt to, uh, uh, I think it was, it was Kobe at the time, Kobe Carmichael. Right. And they were, they, they originally said, no, no, we're going to put, you know, you, you're going to you know stay over. I'm like, no, he, he really deserves it. There's nothing more I can do with this. Um, this will make your next big start." Because he was so freaking good, and he's only gotten better. Yeah. Um, so I was like um, – so they are like, oh, well, you know, you're going to be back, right? I'm like, well, I'm going to start, you know, taking other bookings and traveling other places. If there's nothing against you, it's just, you know, I want to get better. Yeah. So they didn't like that. Um, so I went to Kobe. I'm like, hey, guess what? You're going over tonight. And I told them he's going over tonight. They're like, well, we'd rather if you and I'm like, no, really, trust me. The reaction will be great. Yeah. So we go out there, I'm like, what do you want to hit? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, whatever you want to do, we'll go out there and we'll go freaking crazy. We'll, and and I, I can't remember how the finish came down, but I'm like, here's what we'll do. um, You go for like a springboard, I'll catch you and pull you back up for like a powerbomb and try to swing you around to my shoulders for the GTS. You just swing back out of it, land on your feet and do a Canadian destroyer to me. And we'd be you do that exact same thing and looks like he murdered. Crowd yeah. goes, you know, as Pat Patterson would say, crowd went banana. Right. And I'm like, alright, because I also had the mentality it's like, I'm leaving, you do business, you go out on your back. So, he beat me, you know, crowd loved it. I went to the back and were like, we want you to win. I'm like, listen to the crowd. <laughs> That's what they want. Listen to them. Yeah. They just got upset with me, and I left, and you know, it, and it's weird like people who have done way worse and have been allowed back and they won't even freaking talk to me
0: <laughs> well i was gonna funny <laughs> funny coincidence on that um the i'm the one that took that title off of him years later yeah uh, i the uh, brad that brad and matt that that chain match i sent to you that's the one i'm talking about that's the guy that that um alex is talking about here so that was yeah that was that was a pretty long run but he didn't have any issues with it and i think you and i kind of landed in the same place because i i left around the same time i just went and told him i was like look i i'm i'm gonna go try some other stuff and that sort of thing and i did i i didn't have any problems with it or i didn't on the way out but
2: yeah, but they magically they did
0: Right. well not not with me i went back later i i don't know i'm not trying to have a comparison with you or anything what what's that
2: i'm just an asshole <laughs> i don't know man uh but it's it's one of those things like i don't care to go back it's uh, i'm in a way better place right now it's just it's one of those things where you like it's stuff that shouldn't like make you giggle and chuckle but it does
0: well, uh, I, you know, we, we kind of landed in the same place, and we were having a good time with that. And that's yeah. that's how you and I ended up having what I thought was a pretty good match on a on the card for a, a three-show cross-promotional event.
2: Which I'm amazed that it went as smoothly as it did. Because that, that was relatively early in my career, and I was naive as shit. Like, oh, everyone gets along in the wrestling business. No, 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 now I'm like, I'm surprised there wasn't a fire. <laughs> Uh, you know, nobody wants to work together and nobody wants to, you know, make their company look weak compared to someone else. And it's just,
0: well, I think it was, it was nice because they didn't have people work cross company stuff except the end on that battle Royal. Yeah. And, um, so you and I got to have, you know, even if there wasn't even anything on the line for it, It, but we were on the card unlike, well, the, the the main event was the two ring battle royal, and, yeah. and you know, and if you had a license, you could show up for it. You just didn't get paid for it. Yeah. But you and I had a really good match, and you were talking about the the fans trying to run the show. We got we had somebody try and hit us with a boring chant in the middle of it. Yeah. And we were like, "Oh, you think Oh, we'll show you something real quick and shut them up." And yeah. went back to what we wanted to do and had a really good match out of it. Yeah. Um, All right. I have the philosophy now. If somebody starts chanting "boring" and I'm working heel, you better believe that match is going to slow to a crawl. You just grab a chin lock and read the paper.
2: Yeah, I just you know you start out slow and taper off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've referenced with the guys also another in joke that I know at least you and I had. What do you want to do tonight? Heart punch, take <laughs> it home.
2: In the in <laughs> another guy who's really freaking good, Michael Zodiac. Zodiac. He, yep. he actually made that a viable freaking finish, and I'm so ha- I was like, "Damn it, it's the end of an era." I have to, I have to kill the joke because oh. he actually did the heart punch, and it's fucking good. <laughs> 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 it was one of those moments where I was sad, but I was also very happy that you know it. So be good. impressed that he pulled it off, right? It's so good because he it was like the freaking diamond cutter. He put thought into it like so many different ways, like. Really? Oh, I mean like a
0: ripcord version of it before, like, you know, the ripcord knee was like, you know, the B-trigger was really popular. It <sighs> was like years before. God, I'm, I'm so, sad that I missed out on that now.
2: So He's so good. Yeah. And, and,
0: and a quality guy, who is a good stand-up
2: dude, too. So I, I can't talk you know nearly good enough about him, either. Well,
0: they, there, are, there are a few people that were in the wrestling business that I had, um, you know, that I interacted with that that were always good to me and you were one of them which is why I wanted to have you on oh, okay. so um it will just put that out there
2: you were, uh, you were, like when you first came in you were one of the good ones that actually wanted to learn you were humble you listened like you know you're you're, you're stand up dude you're 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 a good hand you, you know there's no reason you, you didn't have an ego i even though i had one at the time you know we
0: Everything was always good. It was always fun. It was easy working you. I appreciate that. I wasn't fishing for compliments out of it, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> the funny thing is, the one match
2: that we had, the only screw-up in the match was my fault. But, uh, what are you talking about? It was about? forever ago and painful. It was just a th- like a throwaway match. Um, I tried to tell you, like uh, it was after a back elbow. I think it was a back elbow. I, I didn't want you to sail all the way around but I didn't tell you. And when I threw the back elbow, I said Pele, and I jumped up to hit the Pele kick. Oh, oh God. You circled away. So when I did the Pele, I kicked you in like the back of the leg.
0: <laughs> I sold that sucker. I, I do remember that now, now that you've said that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I couldn't hear it because I've got a lot of hearing damage on one side, so I couldn't hear I, I, you.
2: I, I said it right when I threw the back elbow when you were circling away. I was like, oh, sure, he heard me. <laughs> And I jumped back and did it, and I was like, oh, he's not there. And I, just, I barely caught the back of your leg, but you still sold it and fell down. I'm like, well,
0: <laughs> my bad. Yeah, it worked out. So, um, Matt and Brad, guys, I don't want to leave you hanging. I'm sorry. Alex and I just get to talking, and its <laughs> we just kind of take off and go. Um, please, any, anything else come to mind? Throw it out there.
3: Uh, I'll throw one out there. If you, could, if you could work one match with any wrestler um, currently out there, and we'll say one current, one, all-time that isn't Randy Savage, because I know that would be your pick, um, <laughs> who would be your two choices? Oh, God,
2: current and all-time. Uh... Hmm. Damn, that, that's a toss-up between Pete Dunne and Jay White. And Okada. Damn, that's hard. That's that's really hard, man. There's like <laughs> it's weird, like people will shit on wrestling these days about like, oh, there's no storytelling and blah blah blah. Everybody goes too fast. But the level of athleticism and just the freak athletes out there today, it, it's amazing. It, and it's just it, it's things have a when I say ball I'm not saying that they're better, but it's become a completely different animal now.
3: You mm-hmm. you know that storytelling thing bothers me though. I dare anyone to watch uh, Tanahashi and Omega from Wrestle Kingdom and tell me there wasn't like a yeah. deep rooted story and all that. I'll even say Naito and Jericho from the same show.
2: Even uh, like months prior, like Okada and Omega, like that. That it, the story was like Omega was like, "God damn it, I know I can beat you." And it wasn't like, "Oh, I'm a bad guy. I want to cheat." It's just. Two guys going out there and giving you their freaking soul in that ring, and it just you know that's storytelling. It's not like you know eighties you know schlock, but it's it's still
1: storytelling.
3: Yeah,
0: I was I was going to say I was a little surprised that you didn't say that you'd want a challenge for the new sustainable world heavyweight title. <laughs>
1: that belt is amazing.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I when I saw that I was so happy. I was so warmed in my soul when I saw it. I was like, That's the most fat shit ridiculous like lefty crazy thing I've ever seen and I love it.
0: Have, I think that it, that belt cost more to make than the original one did too.
3: <laughs> I I want that belt as soon as it's like on the, the show. <laughs> oh shop. yeah.
0: Y'all, it better be it better
2: I be was, uh, yeah. You can you can purchase because I've never dropped money on a, on a, on a belt before but you bet your squid ass I'm I'm buying the wood engraved sustainable hip hemp world title.
3: Yeah, I, I've never bought a belt. I don't think I ever would, but I would buy that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I um uh, I have to admit something. I I did buy one belt one time. What is that and belt? well, it was it, <laughs> here's why. It was a copy of that last title I held that I won off of Colby. That's cool. Yeah. I have so to,
2: um, I still have the, uh, not the original heritage title because that was plastic, but the the one that uh, Nate Cross had. I still have.
0: really, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because y- y- uh, they didn't they didn't ask for for that one, or they just. Well, I left
2: it there. Okay. Uh, I left it there, and then I, I think. Uh, Kobe brought it to me at a WCCW show.
0: Really? Because he, he just said, you know, they got a new one, and or did he even say?
2: I, I, <laughs> okay. So I thought that's like a really, really sweet thing. That's cool. Yeah. See, Kobe's another great guy. Oh like, yeah. But I'm like super talented. Um, I, I have this thing now where I see like these guys that have like the world in their hands with the ability they have. But yeah. they won't leave the comfort zone. Yeah. And that's when you know how good you are. And you get, yeah. you go out there, you get out of your comfort zone, and you wrestle these people that are just ab- way above and beyond your level, and you get mm-hmm. better you push yourself. Kobe's one of those guys. In this eh. thing is, I haven't right. seen him work since the, the accident and everything. I haven't seen him work since then.
0: But- he, he hadn't done much. He's just now getting back in. But he... In in the time when he was coming back, he he actually oddly enough tagged with Ricky Morton in some shows in West Virginia. So now, uh, he so went up to uh, ASW, I think.
2: Now he before Rick again, this is not knocking anything he does now because I haven't really seen him. Um, he had, he was one of those guys like you need to travel and get out there and hone your craft with all these other people that are better than you. Yeah, and, and he he. Is is not knocking against him. If he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to do it. And um, he stayed there in the area, in the comfort zone. You
0: know. Yeah. He's he's just he's got so much physical ability it blows my mind. It really
2: is.
0: So you know the the let's be honest, even though you see it a lot now, doing a four fifty is a big deal. And to, to him, it's it he can do that just as easy as doing about anything else. I'm
2: pretty sure at one time he could do a six eighty. He never tried, but like he would always over rotate on his four fifties and almost just blast his goddamn teeth out of his head.
0: <laughs> I forgot all about that. Like
2: in the in that match um, I was talking about when like I, I kinda told the promoter what I was doing and I was like, Well, this is what I'm doing. Have fun. He mm-hmm. he did it then. he was over-rotating. He's just over rotating his face just on the mat. I was like, Wow, that probably freaking sucked. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, Alright. Chin lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until you start speaking coherent sentences, we're doing a chin lock. Right. But so I, there's no doubt in my mind he could probably pull one off. It's just nobody would take it because in that area nobody wanted to take shit. Right. It was like an act. Of God, to get somebody to take a German suplex. oh well, no, man, my neck. I'm like keep freaking chin tucked. It's just it's a backbone.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Matt did did you have a, another one you wanted to throw in?
1: Uh, no, I'm okay for now. You're okay. I
3: I wanted to come on what you just said. Like that has to be so frustrating. Like it's like working when you like supervise people and just that you are like, oh man, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's like, well, what the what the hell do you want to do then?
2: I'm not I'm not begrudging anybody who's nervous about taking one. It's just a lot of my negative experiences come from like uh, like smaller shows like local like to the Eastern Kentucky area. Like uh, it's. You know, all good guys. There, they're good guys. I'm not. I, it's going to come out It's going to come out as an insult, and I don't mean it to. It's Nate Cross said it best when he says it's a bunch of people playing wrestler. Mm. And it's it's a harsh term, but.
0: Well, there's. I, I think you could.
2: They didn't want to travel. It, it was convenient for them, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. That is a hundred percent fine. I'm not knocking it at all. You know, it, it's not like i I mean, I'm not making a living at, at by any strengths of the imagination, but like, if if you just want to do it as a hobby and stuff, I, I get that. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of negative experiences come from that because like they haven't traveled out of the area and learn. You know, learn alternate ways to do things and how to work and. You know, not that they can't work, again, sounds like an insult,
0: but they could be a hell of a lot better if they got more experience away from the same three people that they work every week. You know? If it, they could benefit from having more clubs in their bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's something I had when I went back is we did um, we did like a a tournament thing in one night, and I had two matches that were only five minutes but still had the crowd involved because I'd gone to some other places and been like, they're into it. Why would we keep going? Yeah. But anyway, um, okay,
2: That's my guys.
0: My negative experiences. Um, <laughs> sound like
2: negative about it.
0: Sure, sure. Okay. okay. Um, well, Brad, do you have anything else you'd like to throw in? Nope, I'm good. You're good well um Alex I want to thank you for for being on with us tonight it's been it's been a lot of fun getting to kind of talk and reminisce with you some and I'm sorry if I talked as much as i I did I didn't mean to step on you as a guest or anything like that um,
2: it's, it's been a pleasure man. this it, yeah. is
0: uh, probably the second podcast I've ever done it's been, it's been fun man <laughs> yeah <laughs> so in the future um, maybe we'll have we'll have a return with you and uh, I'll sh- <laughs> and uh you know, we'll talk about some. We'll talk about some other stuff. Let, um, let
3: Shad know uh, if you watch Spring Break Three. Maybe we'll have you on as a guest uh, commentator.
0: That'd be
2: pretty. That'd awesome. be fun. If, uh, yeah. if We did the uh, the uh, thing with Halloween uh, Havoc 2000. I want to be a part of this.
0: Okay. 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 We're gonna put that on our. We're gonna put that on our list. Um, guys, Matt, Brad, is there anything you wanna you wanna close out with?
3: No, just thanks for thanks for coming on and uh, sharing some of your wrestling experiences with us. Yeah, we I, actually do appreciate
1: we that. To,
2: we,
0: would take,
2: would, oh, God, it'd be like a, a six-hour
0: involvement. <laughs> we'd have another cornet shoot. Oh, absolutely.
2: It's not me, like, you know, crapping on everybody. It's just I've been a part of some of the funniest freaking things I've ever had in my entire life with mm-hmm. wrestling. Like, uh Right off the top of my head, like changing other people's scene music when they walk out, that's my biggest, like my favorite thing ever. People who freak out if the wrong music plays.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Especially if it's the first time they've ever been there and they'd be stop
3: my music, stop <laughs> my music. I don't know who the fuck you are, go out there. That, that reminds me of the best thing I ever <laughs> saw was a Chikara show and the Colony's music like froze. And they just stopped moving and like stood in place until it started up again
0: yes that that is on youtube under the name that damn pause button um and there there's a guy in the crowd who his laugh just absolutely seals it oh
3: that's larry sweeney that's not a guy in the crowd
0: is that seriously larry sweeney oh you can't
3: you can't forget the larry sweeney laugh once you've heard it
0: <laughs> it was awesome uh, matt you were you were gonna say something i'm sorry
1: no, again, I just wanted to thank Alex. We have not had the chance to really have a, a guest on. I know we interviewed Chad, but he's a he's a regular part of the podcast. So it's awesome to actually have like kind of our first official guest
2: oh,
1: for us to interview. Time
2: yeah. I'll come back. This is fun. Um, we barely just scratched the surface. Of all the stuff I kind of just bitched about. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well,
0: sure. <laughs> Alex, if if there are folks out there that listen to this and are interested. Um, do you have like me- social media accounts or anything for them to follow?
2: Uh, no, I'm really lame. Um, okay, Twitter it's uh, rarely used, and if it is, it's me cursing. Um, <laughs> uh, I get that. It sounds like it sounds okay, like our Instagram. I'm, like I'm slowly
0: turning into Jim Cornette. <laughs> I don't. There, there are worse things to turn into. You could I, you could be turning into Vince Russo.
2: Like uh, for example, it was—I think it pretty sure is a PWG show—not too long ago. It was like the Lucha Bros against uh, uh, Wince and um, oh god.
3: Oh uh, crap, Desmond
2: the. Uh... Yeah, Des- Desmond Alexander and-, and Wentz. the fucking finish to that match.
0: <laughs> god, it. That was a very cornet delivery too.
2: God, it just like and I I, lo- I love me some super indie stuff. I love like rapid finishes and just like this craziness and stuff but like the finish of that irked me (laughs) it's like you take a package power driver on the apron and then you immediately roll into the ring the same guy who took the package power driver on the apron gets another one and gets the double foot stomp but then the finish was something just what (laughs) like my brain has blocked it out now (laughs) because And well, and the funny thing is, I'm talking crap, and I couldn't, I wouldn't even become close to be able to perform like that. But I'm just like, God, guys, like, we've already ruined the super kick and the DDT. Do we have to ruin the package pile driver and the Canadian destroyer? <laughs> Do we have to? Can we?
0: All right. Well, you know what? I think I think with that uh, that quality rant, we'll go ahead and we'll call it here. Um, thanks again, Alex, for joining us. We loved having you on. Oh, um, this is, you know. This is the Four Corners podcast. Usually, I say we've been in three corners, but you're in the fourth. But it looks like we took up the whole ring this time. We'd love to hear from you on social media, though. What would you like to hear? Um, what were there questions that you had that we didn't bring up? All that sort of stuff. Please hit us up.
2: Uh, uh, everyone, just vote to have me be the uh, crotchety old guy that comes in. I've I, I seemed to be, uh, you know, supporting that role in life now. <laughs>
0: We want to thank you all for joining us. This is Shad with uh, Matt, Brad, and Alex Angel. And we want to say, we'll see you next time.